Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Stare Down. We are officially in 2020, and we're back with the regular three. It's Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia. Shay is off on assignment tonight. So let's just go around the horn and see what's going on. Bill, how are you, buddy? Welcome to 2020. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I'm excited. I'm back at work. My first full day back was Thursday after a you know, week and a half off. I always kind of take the end of the year off. Um, there's not a whole lot of, and you know this, Sean, there's not a whole lot of people scheduling uh, a conversation or appointments and things at the end of the year. So, but I'm ready to roll back into it. Excited. Um, this week I'm, I'm home for the first three days and then I get to go visit uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. When Kim Knapp and, and her gang and, and you and Bowcross and Lob and all the people that'll be there. Vanis, for the yeah. yeah. And Jim Vanis. That's awesome. For the, uh, for the, uh, RE Bar Camp Jacksonville. Can't wait. And it's been moved to that great space. I've never been to the World Golf Village, never been to the uh, Golf Hall of Fame. I, I don't know if I can sneak some time in there or not. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fantastic. It was kind of a weird having the holiday on a Wednesday. Didn't you find yourself a couple days in a row kind of figuring out like, oh, what, what day is it? Yeah. You Thursday know? felt like Monday and, and Friday felt like Wednesday. It was kind of a weird, a weird uh, mixture, but it's all gone. I, I looked ahead to next year, um, Christmas and New Year's on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We got a leap year this year. Todd, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. I agree with you guys. It just had a weird, this whole holiday season, had a very, kind of weird feel to it um and i'm definitely ready to move on to 2020 i'm i'm well rested um although i didn't take uh officially two weeks off um it sure kind of felt like it since uh, a lot of people uh had so i don't want a chance to catch up on some work um but um, i'm kind of i actually made a call on thursday january 2nd which no one does um usually (laughs) they just let the second and third come and go but I, uh, I booked over to Athens and called on a customer. I was, I, I'm ready to go, which is good. Um, I'd rather be that way than to be lamenting and not wanting to, uh, to, to move on. So looking forward to a great year and had a really cool um, sports weekend, a lot of, a lot of watching. Um, and, and one really cool thing, Sean, I want to share with you and Bill, um, I kind of rolling in, you know, talked about, you know, being kind and all that stuff. And a random act of kindness happened to me. Um, I got a book called The Daily Stoic by an author named Ryan Holiday, which is really cool. It's a day-by-day. It's basically every day um, you read up about um, the Stoic philosophy and its teachings. And it's, it's pretty misunderstood. You come to find out um, what it is. But really cool gift and uh, didn't ask for it. And um, I will leave the, the gifter uh, nameless since, mm. uh, it was a, since it was a random act of, of kindness. So thought that was really cool. Made my day. And uh, looking forward to... Uh, you know, reading every day and kind of seeing uh, a new philosophy. So very cool. That ties in nicely with your meditation, right? Todd, you meditate every day. I try to meditate every day. Um, I don't always do it. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's kind of a, kind of a companion, right? Um, uh, just a, a different way of, of, of looking at things. So, yep. Very cool. Awesome. Yep. My, my run streak. I just, uh, I just did one of the live meditations with, uh, with oh, did you? Yeah, with Andy. Andy, right? yeah. Yeah. You ever do those? I think maybe once. Yeah. I just, I just happened to turn on, I was getting ready to meditate and I, they just started. So I jumped in and now my streak is at 1,057 days. Woo! Wow. So. Impressive. I think I'm eight. So. All right. Well, well. <laughs> it's all good. It's it's all funny, good. You've, you've got more minutes than me, just not in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've actually thought about that. Maybe the short, you know, three minute, um, cause sometimes it's in 10 minutes to 15 and seems intimidating. So 
maybe the uh, one, two, three minute is is a better option. But hey, yeah. I'm just a I'm just a big old work in progress, right? Aren't we all? Aren't we all? You got it. <laughs> That's right. You got it. So guys, for me, it's been a good week. Uh, Riley's home for one more week. Ryan is back to school tomorrow. Um, and it's just been fun. Bill, I, I went in the office on Thursday as well. Uh, got a lot of work done. It was amazing how empty it was in there. Um, either people just taking the, you know, like, like I said, just they couldn't figure out what day it was or they just uh, maybe worked from home or whatever. But it's nice to see people out and about. And I had some showings yesterday with a, a couple that's uh, looking for their, probably their second to last home. And so that was kind of fun getting out and about, um, showing, showing properties and uh, listing hit the market on Thursday as well. So add it and I'll look at my big board up here, Bill. And I got uh, three, eight events coming up the next two months that I'm just prepping slide decks for and things like that. So nice. A couple, nice. couple, later, couple later this week that we'll talk about. So guys, let, let's start with college football. Um, we are just two games away from the end of the season. Uh, one will happen tomorrow uh, and that's the Mobile Alabama Bowl between Louisiana and Miami of Ohio. Uh, but let's go back in time. Our last episode was Monday night, uh, December 30th. Mm-hmm. We chatted right before the Capital One Orange Bowl, and I thought I do want to take a second because we kind of brushed through it quickly uh, the other the other night. But um, just your thoughts on Florida's eight point victory? It was uh, kind of a late score there by Virginia, but uh, pretty happy with the win and how how the Gators looked. Especially uh, it was good to see Le- Michael P. Ryan go out with three three big touchdowns. Yeah, you uh, you, you took one of my talking points. Um, yeah, couldn't be happier for a senior. Uh, Michael P. Ryan, he had three touchdowns, was the MVP. Um, his backstory is pretty interesting, and, and you can help me with the details, Sean, but I, I think he came from Auburn, Alabama, or maybe somewhere in the panhandle of Florida, wasn't uh, being heavily recruited by the Gators, um, saved, up, uh, saved up some money, bought a bus ticket, and bust over to Gainesville and kind of got in front of the, the coaches during one of their camps and, and made a good impression, so... Um, kind of need to see a guy that uh, really wanted to be here succeed. Um, Kyle Trask, I thought, looked pretty average, probably maybe his worst game of the, uh, of the year. Uh, but I think uh, it was a perfect result in that we, uh, we Florida achieved 11 wins, which is a, a huge milestone. Um, got the victory uh, in Miami, which is a hot recruiting bed, uh, base, you know, uh, hotbed. And we didn't look that great. So now the coaches have something to bitch about all season and uh, room, room for improvement. If we, if we put, you know, 60 points on there, uh, our heads uh, might be getting real big in the off season between now and the orange and blue game. So I think it was kind of the perfect, the perfect storm, perfect ending. Uh, what do you think about it, Sean? Yeah, the same, Todd. I, like I said, we were, we were kind of talking on a back channel throughout the game and uh, they looked good. The, the defense, you know, that, that, that uh, Virginia quarterback is, you know, probably the most athletic quarterback they, they played against all season. Um, probably, probably, and probably not even close. Um, mm. when you think that, about is that played. Perkins out of ASU? I think, no, yeah. It was it's, the guy out of uh, – yeah, Bryce Perkins. Bryce Perkins, yeah. yeah. He yeah. Was, I think he was at ASU. For, I didn't he was a backup okay. there. He was, yeah. And then yeah. – uh, he played, he played really well. And, and Florida, you know, um, a couple, time, a couple drives, we, you know, we went forward on fourth down on one and, mm. and uh, we, we kicked a field goal on one. Um, but all in all, you know, I, look – Florida's not, never really been good at a against the spread. Um, mm. While I would have liked to have seen a, a double-digit win, uh, I'll take it and move on. They uh, were uh, – I thought they were surprisingly good, better than I thought they would be. Um, their quarterback, their offense, and their defensive ends, God, there, there's some length on those guys, 6'7", six, 6'6", six, 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 both of them. So I was impressed by Virginia. So um, it was a good victory for sure. 
But why don't you talk about the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl? Arizona State comes back and beats <laughs> Florida State after a lot of turnovers for Florida State. Yeah, four turnovers, I think. Um, it's very difficult to win a game with four turnovers. But Arizona State needed every single one of them, right? They were – they, they weren't, sure uh, yeah, they weren't uh, firing on all cylinders. Uh, but, hey, it's nice. Good win. I was happy for Herm. Um, really happy for Herm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah there's, a, there's a Reddit sub-thread called Firm for Herm. <laughs> if you ever want to check that out on Reddit. It's That's very, awesome. yeah, there's lots of great memes and stuff. Uh, my son turned that on, turned me on to that one. So, uh, hey, did, shout did out you know, to you, Reddit. Did you notice the, um, the Frosted Flake? bath he got yes. uh, yeah that was awesome i love that and, I thought, yeah. and somebody um so much got a french fry bath exactly the, the french fry bath was potatoable that's awesome keep that i like to keep that going let's see all kinds of fun with that next year so yeah i like it yeah and uh so when sean gets back he'll take us to the next bowl game but todd yes sir yes sir <laughs> there he is Hey, Sean. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I'm not, I, I didn't even get a signal I was off. Uh, a couple of games to note before we get to the big ones on New Year's Day. Um, how about Lynn Bowden for Kentucky? Uh, mm. Pretty impressive. This, this guy is a former receiver, played quarterback the last couple games of the season. Uh, he runs for 233 yards on 34 carries. He passes for 73. Goes over 300 total, and they, they come back and beat Virginia Tech at the end of that game. Um, might not maybe shouldn't even been playing because he threw a punch before the game, but it was more than an hour before the game. So the referees weren't on the field. Uh, so he got to play um, at the end of that game though, Todd, I want to talk about a strange thing that happened at the end of that game where cash Daniel, the, the, the linebacker for Kentucky uh, being interviewed after the game on, I believe the sec network. And he kind of stops the reporters so that he could apologize to Kyle Trask and the university of Florida for twisting Kyle's leg in that first game Kyle started to play very odd uh, timing a lot of people say well he did it at the end of the season so the SEC couldn't punish him or suspend him uh, but clearly then he knew you know back in September when he denied doing any of that that he was clearly guilty of that do you think this was a move for recruits or potential scouts to maybe look at his um, what's the right word discipline or his behavior uh, we could we could speculate uh, all we want, but I think he probably just wanted to clear his conscience, right? <laughs> he know he did something pretty bad that that happens in football, but with today's camera angles, um, I'm, I'm sure in the old days they got away with a lot more um, than they do now. But he probably had a little little weight on his shoulder, and knowing that he was lying about it, he just probably just wanted to clean the slate. Yeah. I. I I, 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 I respect him for doing it. I don't like what he did, um, but, you know, he's a, he's a dumb kid who did a dumb thing. Uh, sure. Probably should have probably should happened sooner, but I, I kind of gave him a thumbs up. Like, all right, accept it, move on. That's yep. all good. He, he did, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times when a celebrity makes a mistake, the public sort of says, if you just would have apologized, we would have right. forgiven you. Right. Um, right. So the fact that it kind of got brought up a little late. Uh, how about New Year's Day games, guys? Uh, Kind of a, it was kind of a change to have the Outback Bowl and the Citrus Bowl starting at the same time. Usually the Outback Bowl starts at 11 or 12. Right. And gets that early jump, so, so the, your, your t tables can turn. We had two teams from Alabama uh, playing two Big Ten teams, Alabama, Michigan, and Orlando, and then Bill in your backyard on what looked like a beautiful day. Oh, um, gorgeous. I mean, it couldn't have been better. It was 74 degrees and yeah. sunshine. Yep. Um, Auburn and Minnesota. Minnesota rode the boat. Um, mm. Big win over Auburn while Alabama um, – put aside Michigan. It was a close game for a while, but then uh, jumped it out to a, a 
double-digit lead. And interesting that Alabama kind of pushed that last touchdown in. They wanted to see Najee Harris get a touchdown, but with 34 seconds and a, you know, <laughs> a, a, a safe lead, they went ahead and ran the, ran the score up. Is that just a little poke to Harbaugh, who's been so uh, vocal about, you know, SEC and trying to trying to go to their recruiting beds and, and uh, make some waves? Yeah, I, mean, I got I got to think it was just a little Saban saying like, hey, we're not done, and we got. But you know, I think Najee Harris had a big big drive that you know he really got him down there. It's kind of like Derrick Henry last night, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, you know, it's just that boy earned a touchdown, and uh, he got it there at the end. Bill, what was the talk in Tampa? I mean, that was a that was a fun game, but did Minnesota and Auburn have good? Good, uh, good representation. Yeah, I, I mean, not bad. Once the game didn't sell out, right? Which is always frustrating. Mm -hmm. It's a big venue, I get it, um, but I think they still had ten or fifteen thousand tickets available. Yeah. Uh, Once again, time. that game's on a Saturday. If if, if New true. Year's Day falls on a Saturday or Friday, it changes. You know, because yeah, it does. The, the fans can come down, and you know, you got to come down on Monday or Tuesday, which for some people is a work day. Yeah. You got to come down on, and you got to maybe stay on Thursday, Friday, which is for some people a work day. Yeah. It, Cindy and I were uh, at dinner that night uh, at a place called Dats. It's this cool little deli with all kinds of great stuff. And there was a, a crowd of Minnesota fans there that were coming across the bay. So it was good to, you know, get, hey, head, give them a heads up and say, See some fresh you know, great game. Yeah, it was very cool. In fact, I was wearing an ASU uh pullover it was a little mm -hmm. chilly right an issue pullover and someone walks up and pats me on the back hey great win today and i went yeah sun devils but i get it <laughs> it kind of looks the <laughs> yeah, same we won yesterday yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and he's like oh i'm sorry but no it was uh it was good and and it was fun to have um i mean it's really you know i've noticed that being in florida there are bowl games happening all around <laughs> here right yeah. just come constantly going on whether it's in miami or jacksonville or orlando Two, I think, happened in the Orlando area. Then you've got yep. it used to be three, I think. Yeah, I think three. Yeah, Camping World is unbelievable. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's very cool. Uh, what do you guys think of the Rose Bowl? Always a fun venue, just the beautiful setting there in Pasadena. Uh, and you know, as the sun went down, I, I threw out a tweet. I said the Masters doesn't start until the back nine on Sunday, and the Rose Bowl doesn't start until it gets dark in Pasadena. Um, just was yeah. a always a neat setting. I, I did not like of all the uniforms Oregon could have chose, mm. dark green. And the drab yellow, but uh, uh, hey, did you see when the sun was setting um, against the helmets? Yes. So like the pink. I thought. I mean, I couldn't. I, it, it was. It was hypnotizing. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a, a picturesque venue for sure. A, a good, a good late win by Oregon there, uh, mm -hmm. and then and then the night game, the Allstate Sugar Bowl, uh, Georgia and Baylor wasn't much of a game. Uh, kind of a boring end to the day, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, Georgia, um, I, I tip my hat to Kirby. He kind of made it a, 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 an important game for them because I, I feared for Georgia fans um, living, living where I live that they would kind of pack it in kind of like they did last year. Um, but, you know, hats off the coaching staff to eking out a win. But, yeah, it was, pretty, it was a pretty, pretty boring game overall, right? Yep. And then the games that happened after uh, New Year's Day, which is just kind of weird to have one, two, three, four, five, plus the championship yeah. game still after New Year's Day. Um, Boston College goes down to Cincinnati. Pretty big. Cincinnati wins big. Tennessee, Ooh, yeah. Indiana. Uh, nice comeback by Tennessee at the end of that Gator Bowl game. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hear you. <laughs> we hear you, champ. Uh, Ohio beats Nevada, and Tulane beats Southern Miss. Tomorrow we have Louisiana and Miami. But as we as we alluded alluded to, Bill wins his third out of four college football stare down bowl pools. I've already sent him his Venmo, Todd. I don't know if you and Shay have sent him yet, but 
I'm, I'm all uh, I'm all I'm all square with Bill. Todd's all square. Yep, yep. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. So, um, guys, we'll talk more about the championship game next Sunday. We've already got our picks in from Brent and David. Uh, not much happening on that front right now. Uh, nobody kicked out. Nobody injured. Nobody um, suspended. Uh, the teams will probably arrive in New Orleans. I'm gonna guess Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, this is not really a bowl game. They're not gonna go and and do lots of um, activities and tug of wars and. Like that. Yeah, I think it'll be more like a Super Bowl where they're going to, you know, they'll have a media day. They'll have their workouts, uh, pretty, pretty standard stuff like that. So. And as we'll, as we'll get to in just a minute, the, um, the loss by the Saints today kind of dampened the city a little bit. That city would have been kind of riding high with, with NFL and LSU. But yeah. uh, before, we, before we jump in there, what's your guys' thoughts of having the national championship game on January 13th with a two-week break? Too long to of a gap. To me, it should have been – it should be tomorrow, right? Just One week. Yeah. Get a week off and go, and let's let's wrap up bowl season. As much as I love it, no one loves it more than me, but I'm just like, there's another game tomorrow? Who is he in a Lafayette versus yeah. – uh, yeah. You know, I, I think the, the CFP, for whatever reason, they're a little bit hamstrung because with the Rose Bowl kind of pulling the weight that they pull, saying, look, we will always be on New Year's at 5 o'clock. Um, and so unless we're the championship game, that's when we're going to be. It really, you know, the games being on the 28th and then, you know, someone made a great point. The, the, in, the, in the games we had this year, it should have been Peach Bowl at 1 o'clock, Rose Bowl at 5 o'clock, Fiesta Bowl at 8 o'clock or 8.30. What a and day, huh? Then you would have had three major games and then you fiddle in the, all the other ones later um, and then you go a week later for the championship. I agree with you, Todd. I just think that long gap and, and sometimes the Super Bowl does that. Does Super Bowl always do the two-week gap? Always yeah. two weeks. Yeah. 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 So, that's, you know, I guess that's when they throw that Pro Bowl in, right? They started doing that in the last few years over in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's go to the pros, guys. Let's, uh, let's start with yesterday's games. Uh, I thought yesterday's games held way more of my attention than today's games. Um, let's start the early one. Uh, Todd, you had some, uh, some interest in that one. Obviously, you're wearing your Bills hat, uh, you know, spending some, some of your life in Buffalo. Buffalo goes to Houston. A good draw for Buffalo as far as, uh, you know, a team that, that hasn't won a playoff game since 95. Mm. Um, they, you know, they go against a team that's one and three in their, you know, last four games in the playoffs. And, boy, they looked like it through the first two and a half quarters, didn't they, Bill? Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, the first half was all Buffalo, both sides of the ball. I mean, it wasn't even close. Um, and I think, I think you made the comment, right, that uh, as bad as Texas has looked, right, um, they were still – only down 16 nothing you know mm -hmm. and so that was uh, I think you know Todd will talk about this but and it's I don't know if it's uh you know when you're thinking about something you see more of it right you, you know if you're thinking about buying a new car all you see is that car <laughs> right. but nowadays man reticular all on, activating system <clears throat> that's it reticular activating system from seven levels uh, Michael J. Mayer right yep. and uh and Ninja Selling talks about it yeah Ninja yeah and so uh that's happening with me with settling for three Oh crap, man. Settling for three is just death. Yeah. The Buckeyes. You know, yeah. Buckeyes, it happened. Yep. And, you know, that's why they lost the festival. It yeah. happened in a couple of the playoff games. So it sure uh, it's, 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 it's really, really bad to get inside the 10 and not get a touchdown. Definitely learned that in the last uh, two days. Yeah. Todd, Buffalo gets out to a great start. And boy, the tale of two halves for, for Josh <laughs> Allen, huh? Hold on, dictionary.com, reticulating. <laughs> uh, I'll look at it later. It's what we said. It's what we said. If When you think of something and it's it's in your thought process, come on. No, so, Bill, you, 
you hit it on the head. Um, the, the three uh, touchdown and three field goals is awesome. But <laughs> if one of those three field goals is a touchdown, you win the game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Most likely, most likely. So, most likely. Um, you know, the, the, the Bills uh, fan, and I'm sure the team that wants to take ownership and get better, We'll, we'll own that piece, right? We played a great first half. Uh, it wasn't good enough, and then we kind of dropped off in the second half. Um, the victim uh, is going to blame, I thought, just three really bad calls. And you remember bad calls when they happen in a timely part of the game that's really important. <laughs> um, and we've talked about this before. I still don't understand how a delay a game can ever go uncalled. Um, and we, I know we've talked about it. I know the refs got to look at the board. Look, at, it's just, it, it happens should, a lot. It happens more than you think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it should yeah. be like a buzzer that goes off in the, you know, I don't know. Anyway, that, that was a missed call, which again happens. Um, the one that really bothered me was the crackback block. Um, mm. and, and the reason it bothered me is because I think like a player or two before, it see, appeared that Josh Allen got targeted, um, but they didn't call it. Um, so it looked like the crown. Anyway, long story short, um, I think the Bills, if that crap back block wouldn't have been called, not to blame that on the loss, but uh, I think they would have had a shot at a field goal to win the game right there. So um, when you look at the replay and you just – I get the culture of the game. We're trying to protect everyone. I totally get it. Um, but that just didn't seem like it was a, an egregious foul. I don't, I don't know what you guys think about it, but what do you think, Sean? Yeah. Or Bill, go ahead. Yeah, when I, I mean, watching that in, uh, in hindsight, right, in, on replay – it almost looked like he just tried to get in the way. I'm just going to get in the way. I'm going to stand here. Yeah. But the problem was the guy didn't see him. And so that's that the officials are just triggered to say, yeah. you know, if it's, um, if it's someone's not aware that they're about to, you know, be uh, struck, I guess, or hampered. But he, he wasn't decleated. I mean, it's not like, you know, no, no. Yeah, and, and, the, he, and he used his arms. He did not use his shoulder or his helmet. Right, he right. used his yeah. arms. To just and the sad thing it. is it was really not even close to being necessary. I think Allen was a good three, three yards. Well, uh, that's, that's why it's a penalty. I mean, yeah. I get that part because the, the whole point of the, of the reducing those hits. It's not, are, the cheap, uh, not the cheap block, right? There's, it's not going yeah. to – the player being blocked has no chance at a yeah. play. But the irony yeah. of that call being called for a safety reason and the helmet-to-helmet hit on the sideline yeah, not being called yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, yeah. is the tough-to-take part. Uh, yeah. But as we said in the Ohio State uh, Clemson game, you, you got to beat the refs. You know, you got. Hey, yeah, sorry to jump in. That said, they were they they co- collapsed the sixteen point lead, and uh, the Bills nutted up and got a game tying field goal to send it overtime. So that yeah. yeah, when that happened, there was a little part of me. I know we have no control, but I'm like, there there felt like a meant to be today kind of kind of victory, and I was fully prepared for them to lose uh, next week. Um, but as, as a, a team that just made the playoffs, I was really hoping they'd get that one win in. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's a process, just like Houston had gone one and, one and three in their last four and had a lot of uh, first-round losses. Um, they got over the hump, partially in part, because they'd, they'd been there uh, years before, maybe. So who knows? Yeah. Great, and, great you know, they, they go to overtime. Both teams get the ball. They go down, down and back. Uh, and then, you know, as Bill, you, you said, how many times is Buffalo not going to have to see that almost sack? By two guys hitting Deshaun Watson, who just obviously – What a play, right? What a just a, a never give up. I mean, a lot of guys would just kind of crumple when they feel the pressure, and he just found a way to be strong enough and um, found the outlet pass. It goes for, what, 38, 40 yards? Yep. Uh, enough. Get, yeah, <laughs> yeah, more than enough. In fact, down. enough that they didn't run another play. They, they, just they win that game with, with uh, four minutes to go. Then the night game, uh, you know, you, you weren't sure what to expect after that great first game. Tennessee with Mike Vrabel, who who played for the 
played for the Patriots yeah. and then coached with Belichick after he was done playing. Uh, takes Tennessee in and um, Ryan Tannehill, just a serviceable effort at quarterback. And boy, what, what can you say about Derrick Henry? I mean, the guy is built like a truck um, and they use him you, like that. You, even with all that, is, is 180 yards. I mean, they only scored 14 points. Mm. They, I think about it. The, 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 the Patriots defense did their job. Yep. They, they held, you know, the, they held the Titans who had been the highest scoring team last six weeks of the season to yep. 14 points, the offense. And, uh, and the, and the Patriots offense just couldn't get it done. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, most of the game, most of the second half was played between the thirties. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, you know. think about it. There was, there were no points scored in the second half until I'm going to call it because of where we were with 15 seconds left in the game, a meaningless pick six. Sure. Uh, who cares? But yeah, there was nothing scored. I think, um, you know, <laughs> it's funny. The, uh, the announcers was a Tessator and, and uh booger. No, it was, uh, no, they're the build. They were the Romo, yeah. Romo and Romo Nance. And, yeah, Nance. So by the way, Romo, once again, nailing a couple things like he does, Yes, uh, you know, before it happens. But he, well, he called the penalty situation there yeah. when they were going to do the delay a game and the false yep. start. Yep. He knew that was coming. He knew it. And so the, you know, the, the lack of receiver skills that Brady's, you know, it seems like they're always able to fix that for him. And they tried with Sanu and it just didn't work. Right. Mm. Uh, so I think that was a, a big, it's a big part of what's, what, what happened to that Patriot offense is uh, if you can't get separation and if they can go ahead and really, you know, just try to, you know, cover up Edelman, and, and they could to an extent, but, but he still got open every now and then. Yeah, Bill, that's a great point. Think about the two, you know, Pro Bowl receivers they had on their roster at one point this, um, this year. Josh, um, the guy from the Browns. Josh, um, someone help the, me here. The guy with the drug addict. Yeah. Issue. Oh, Gordon. Gordon. Josh Gordon. Josh yeah. Gordon. And yeah. then, obviously, Antonio Brown. Right. Um, and you know. neither one could work out. And, yeah. you know. Picture both those two guys on the field. Um, getting you know. separation with Brady just laying the ball out there. Yeah, it'd have been a whole different story. And then that allows Edelman to play that Beasley role, you know, yep. that kind of underneath the, yep. the, the safety valve guy. I like to say it lets Edelman play the Edelman role. Right. <laughs> He's got Super Bowls. <laughs> He's got rings yeah. Yeah. because of what he does there. So, so yeah. an interesting finish. And I, I did, you know, once again, Romo continues to impress me. Uh, Nance just kept trying to get him to say, what do you think he's going to do? What do you think? And he's like, well, let's go to this. This is a pretty important second down here. Let's go to the second down. Uh, <laughs> and he just kept refusing to say, like, who cares what Brady's doing right now? You know, because we're in a game. It doesn't matter if, this, if, it's, if it's his last drive or not. This mm-hmm. is a game we got to call. And it was good. Um, he did come out at the end and say he thinks he's going to come back. So uh, we'll see a lot, a lot of conversation. Josh McDaniel, what does he do now? Um, but, you know, it, it, I, was, I was thinking this morning when I was on the, on the, uh, at the gym, Todd, you know, the youth, like the, the guys that are like eight, nine, and 10 years old that are just starting to maybe pay attention to football. If the Patriots never make it back to a playoff for another 20 or 25-year run, mm. you'll see those stats come up saying like, it's, you know, it's been 25 years since the Patriots went, and people are like, God, they've been to, they've been to a Super Bowl before? You know, yeah. and <laughs> it's kind of like the way we look at the, the uh, Jack – Jack Schramm, who's the guy that used to coach the um, – Hank Schramm, the Raiders? Hank Schramm, yeah. Yeah, the, he was you know, a Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. Chiefs, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carrying, old, that, carrying that rolled up uh, – Yeah. Super Bowl one and two. The yeah. old videos. They're all grab, grab, grabbing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then today's games, guys. Today's game, the first game, just – I was completely bored in that first game. Um, the, uh, actually, I wasn't. It, the, the second – the end of the game was pretty good, but just – could not just didn't seem like the Saints were on at all, and probably credit to Minnesota. 
Mm. Um, but they just could not really get anything going the way you kind of used to seeing them, you know, um, score points. Yeah, I didn't see it down to that game. Um, it was the, the mixed tennis season started today. So oh, I was up there okay. having a good well, time. It went to uh, overtime like the first yeah, game yesterday. We were, we were following it on the phone and someone had a little uh, TV, but um, it again, we brought, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Uh, I hate that expression, but um, overtime in the NFL, I hate it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you lose a coin flip, they go down the score and you're, you're done. Um, but we're not going to fix that today or tomorrow. Right. Right. So, well, they remember that was to fix something else, right? That so <laughs> that was that's the second fix on yes. overtime is right because before in the original old days overtime was it would just go on and a field on. Field goal one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it go on and on and on. Two, three, four quarters. It didn't matter, right? Um, hey, let me ask you this. Someone asked, and then I'll let you all get to the game. Um, why are there quarters in overtime? Do they redo a coin flip if they play a full quarter and and start over? Or? No, they. What happens is once uh, overtime starts in the playoffs. For right? 15 minutes, not they play 10. 15 minutes and they just keep playing 15 minutes and they keep playing 15 minutes. They wouldn't take a full half time, but they would take a little break if it continued uh, on and on and on because they're going to keep going until someone wins. So that's the question is why even have a clock if you don't reset, but it's, if you play oh, two yeah. Yeah. quarters, they, they switch, they, the, they switch sides of the field. There's right. a timeout. Right. You know, the it's whole never happened happens. before, but yes, but that, not, that is, yeah, it hasn't happened. Um, hasn't in, happened when it's gone playoff, double, in a playoff a game. Overtime. Right. Gotcha, and gotcha. They get, they get, they get their full installment of timeouts. Um, yeah. Yep, no challenges though. The challenges all are in the booth. On the field, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Bill, end of the game, did you think Kyle Rudolph uh his yes. arm extension yes. deserved a penalty? Oh, did it deserve it? He he absolutely pushed off, fully extended his arm. But I think a lot of players do that. Yeah. So it probably was a good no call. I know for the Saints to lose this oh. is three playoff games in a row they've lost on the last play of the game. Think yeah. about it. They're, they're, they're talking about snake bit, right? So yeah. Now yeah. the difference with this one, the one last year, they had the oh, ball and yes. didn't get a chance to go on. Right. On this one, Minnesota. Okay. So it would have been second and goal. Um, no, from the 16. No, from this today. Yeah. It would have been fourth and goal and they would have kicked a field goal and the saints would have got the ball. They would have had a kickoff and the chance oh, that's to right. tie the game. It was, it was, it was yeah, third. I was, it was thinking third, it was second down. It was third and goal. They stopped two runs. Dalvin cooked yeah, twice. Did. Yeah. And, and they, then, and then, um, you know, it, and Romo called it. Was it Romo? Yeah, Romo called it. He said, you know, watch this up here. He showed the the, the matchup beforehand, and sure enough, it was just a – No, that was Aikman. Aikman was oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so bad at that. Aikman, and he uh, – it was a fade, and it's exactly what it was. And, yeah, and it, Rudolph's it was a, a big guy. Rudolph, Rudolph yeah. was, had seven inches on the guy. Like the average defensive back is 5'11". <laughs> you know, and the average receiver today is 6'4". Yeah. So it's just always those jump yeah. balls that are tough. So. And then, you know, I think of, of all the games, if you're going to pick a road team to win, I think Seattle uh, coming in, what, 11 and five. And by uh, the way, four. three of four road teams won this weekend. Yeah. Right? And it should have been four or four, right? Yeah. Because the yeah. Bills oh, should have yeah. won. Yeah. So yeah. four or four. But. So, you know, that, that game was um, kind of a typical Seattle, you know, just extended out. Russell Wilson scrambles around a lot, finds the open guy. DK um, Metcalf. Oh, my God. Where did he, yeah. go, to, he go to college? I believe Texas, but that okay. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. Eric Metcalf though. I'm thinking oh, yeah. for Browns. Someone have to look but it up. <laughs> he a great a great extension on that on that deep ball. Um, I mean fingertips. Yeah. got it. And what a smart play! He goes down, gets quick right barrel, back up. Quick barrel roll and yeah. gets up and gets in the end zone. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, not not a Philly fan by any means, but it didn't help having Wentz go down early in the game. Oh, it's, uh, it second was, drive. Yeah. Um, like Josh McCown, 40 years old. Yeah. He had never taken a snap in a playoff game. 
Yeah, he got he got really emotional yeah. after the game. I don't know if you saw that on. I did not. Yeah, he, did, yeah, yeah. He kind of broke down after the game, and uh, you know, but I thought he I thought he played serviceable. I mean, he didn't make any dumb mistakes. Um, you know, it's hard to believe that that Breeze of all people uh, leaves the ball down in his hand, gets it stripped. Uh, as it wasn't going. even stripped, Sean. He just dropped it. Oh, did he? I, oh, it didn't. The the other guy's hand hit him like in his shoulder. Oh, and, <laughs> it and was, the force he, of it just whatever the whatever the shock was he just dropped that ball yeah it was that was bad oh so, not good yeah. hey Sean Metcalf went to Ole Miss oh. got it okay got it I'll tell you what did you see the photos of him they showed on this on the during the game the dude is <laughs> yeah. the dude is like Adonis right yeah I've never seen a more 1.6 percent body fat 1.6 is that it was like a young that's healthy it like it's a, a young, young young Todd Meininger <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome. When Todd was in the womb and he had that much body fat. <laughs> um, so next week, uh, here's the, uh, I don't know if I have the, the, the schedule set, but we have Tennessee going to Baltimore. Mm. We have Houston going to Kansas City. And then in the West, we have the Vikings going to San Francisco. Yeah. And we have the uh, Seahawks playing in Green Bay. Mm. So, pretty good, pretty good games. Um, Don't you like all those home home teams? Any, any, any anything jumped out at you? That... I I do like the home teams. I think I think if I was going to pick a road team to win, I'd probably pick Tennessee. I just think they are Vrabel's building that team in the model of the Patriots. Um, strong run game, sound defense, serviceable quarterback. Obviously, Brady's way more than serviceable. Um, yeah, the other stat that's important there is. Um... The only two losses the Ravens have this year were when they uh, when the time of possession was definitely not in their favor, right? Is that right? Dramatically, yeah, and that's the kind of a thing that uh, the, the the Titans could do, right? Because mm-hmm. you got Henry doing his thing, and um, yeah, so it's it's possible. It, that'd be fun to see. I, I'd have no problem with Tennessee upsetting Baltimore. Yeah, Sean and Bill, real, real quick, looking at uh, looking at the um, spread. So the Packers Seahawks, there's no line yet. I don't know if it's too soon after the game or what but um sean you want to try to guess the spreads or you want to Ooh, sure sure i have it. no idea what i have not not even looked um what, what's the first game uh vikings 49ers the 435 saturday game all right so that's a 130 kick in san francisco uh early game uh does that matter in your uh, estimation of the spread no i'm just i'm, I'm just, just curious <laughs> i'm just in my head i'm, I'm playing yeah. out you know okay. it's not not a full day of, of work okay. uh I thought Cousins was very good today, um, but I think San Francisco is. I'll say six, six. San Francisco by six. Man, he's good. Seven. San Francisco wow. by seven. Okay. Over under, if you want to guess, or I can just tell you that it's uh, forty-five and a half. The over under. Yeah, I think uh, all the I think all the lows would have hit this weekend. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. big t- big time. No, no one scored. The, the highest scoring game was twenty-six in that overtime win today. Twenty-six points. That's right. Yeah. So it was a sure. low-scoring weekend. Wow. All right, so Sean, your your most likely Titans upset of all the games, uh, Ravens. It's a eight fifteen game in Baltimore. What do you think that spread looks like? Uh, I think that I think people really like him, this Baltimore team. I'm going to say seven and a half Baltimore. Mm, inside ten. the inside the window of three. In, in, inside the uh, drip, if you're ten. If you're, wow. It's a ten. gimme gimme part putt, but yeah, ten. So that's amazing. Um, and then let's go with the, the Texans Chiefs. What do you think? Oh, the over under that on that Titans game is forty eight. By the way, forty eight. Okay, uh, you know Deshaun Watson just has not had the receiving core do what they need to do. Um, 
I think Mahomes uh, is going to be licking his lips on that one. I'm going to guess that one is probably an eight-point game. Kid's a genius. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. <laughs> Make him guess the over-under. Yeah, guess the over-under. Yeah, boom. Uh, 51. Wow. <laughs> 49. Well done. Well done, sir. <laughs> yeah. So and, good. You look, I, I think if I'm going to go on the line on uh, – I think, I think the Green Bay will be the lowest – um spread uh i'll probably say um green bay three and a half four yeah i was gonna say three and a half or four they'll they'll get the three for being the home team i'm wondering why that game is not on the board yet and i wonder if it's because they're trying to figure out what the weather's going to be you got three three games that could be cold weather kansas city baltimore uh and green bay obviously um san francisco i don't think there's any concerns on a weather uh, issue there interesting though if if somehow uh, seattle and green bay or Seattle and the Vikings would win. Seattle gets a home game um, as the fifth seed. Same, and uh, if Houston wins, Here's, Houston would play Tennessee. This is, this is not our official line. You know, we get it from a different place. But um, heavy.com, whoever the hell they are. <laughs> they, uh, is that a they dating op- site? Or? Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> sure, yeah. <laughs> they opened up the spread. Oh, shit, of course. At four-point favorite. Packers are four-point favorite. And the over-under are 46 and a half. So you don't need to go to heavy.com. It'll just call Sean.com. <laughs> I was going to say, when, 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 so when do you open up the bookie service? Exactly. We probably shouldn't say that on the show. I was, just, nick- I was just kidding. Anyone listening. His nickname's the Greek, Sean the Greek, right? <laughs> Sean the Irish. <laughs> um, Sean the Irishman. Ooh, ouch. Anything, uh, anything surprised you guys with the coaching moves that, that we saw? Obviously, uh, um, the, the one that I guess maybe surprised me is um, Jacksonville sticking with Marone. Um, you know, I, I'm glad to see Flores staying with Miami. Um, that that's a nice sign for him. I thought he he you know they they came back for being just an absolutely dreadful team in the first eight games of the season. They were um, they were projected to go 0 and 16. And they yeah you know, yeah after, after the first few yeah. games yeah. and uh, you know and they jacked winning, up the Patriots season. Well, yeah, winning in green, winning in <laughs> the, they did there. right yeah. Um, they the Redskins I think are the only team that's that's signed a new coach yet, and that is um, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera yeah. picked up. Um, uh, good fit but but dan snyder's such a jerk picked How up del rio uh, yeah picked up del rio as his defense coordinator yeah um left the, cozy, is, left the cozy confines of uh, espn for uh, to yeah. go back on the field that's great cleveland without a coach dallas now officially without a coach um i think uh Vic Fangio stayed in denver nothing did. happened on, on his uh front so i think that's all the coaches that are that are no longer without a job um obviously speculation uh, well on the, the giants need a coach right yep giants need a coach oh yeah yeah, and um, you know a lot of a lot of question on who's going to coach Dallas. Um, so. That is interesting. Who wants interesting to go up in Cleveland though? In Cleveland. What's, the What's the best job out there? I would think Cowboys would. Do well, that. Cleveland, Cleveland is interesting because they they got rid of their um, GM and yeah. they're going to allow the coach to have his say on the GM. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, they must have a side deal in place. I would think. The GM is never leaving in Dallas until Jerry sells the team, right? Exactly. <laughs> so that yeah. that that's got to be tough. I know it's a it's, it's a it's America's team, whatever you want to call it. It's got all this but cachet, Jerry, yeah. but you got it. Yeah, you got you got a, you got the head. You got the owner coming in your locker room, you know, mm-hmm. and giving the players direction. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's got to yeah. be brutal. That's why Garrett was probably the right guy because mm-hmm. he was you know malleable and he could you could he could you know you could. He could handle Jerry. So, yeah. Yeah. So did you guys, um, you've seen like little things where the players come out and they say like, I'm going pro or I'm coming back. 
Um, mm. You know, you've seen those like they're on Twitter and they show yeah. like, a picture sure. of the guy. Did you see mm-hmm. the one today from uh, Kevin Wodke? You guys know who Kevin Wodke is? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. This is a this is brilliant. I love I love what he's done. Let me get, let me humor you guys. He's a um, a backup offensive lineman for Ohio State, <laughs> uh, and here's his message. After a great five years at Ohio State, I'm being forced to begin the next chapter. No matter how hard I fight it, I'm forced to leave Ohio State. So I might as well declare for the NFL draft. I'm extremely grateful for the people who helped me sustain my career at the Ohio State as long as possible. Without their help, I would not have been there in the first place. Now, a very fair question that most of you are asking, who is this kid? That's a very valid, and I understand why nobody would have heard of me. I've done nothing to even remotely warrant attention in any way. I'm one of the guys in the hype video that stands in the back and looks like a mix of Buddy the Elf and Marr from Home Alone. (laughs) I have silently earned zero national awards and truly want to thank everyone who helped me achieve this honor. I'll never forget you for this. (laughs) He goes on to say, to my teammates, thank you for making these years unforgettable. Without you guys making the athletic and spectacular plays, I would never have been able to glide under the radar like I did. He goes on to mention a few of the people, and he says, lastly, a shout-out to the athletic training staff for keeping me alive these many years. From the – Endless inhalers you have provided to help my asthma all the way to helping me deal with my peanut allergy. Thinking back on it, it's honestly a miracle I'm not dead yet. And then it says five gold pants, three Big Ten championships, and that's it. There's nothing else. There's no other awards. Go Bucks! And thank you for Buckeye. Thank you, Buckeye Nation. So what a what a funny sense of humor for the kid. Yeah. Uh, so what was his role on the team? He was Back a uh, third line, string yeah. offensive lineman, and he played on the uh, extra point team. Nice. That's yeah. beautiful. That's he went beautiful. on to he he went on to thank the guy for making every field goal, uh, so he never had to tackle anyone in a real game. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, Shay's not here, guys. NBA, nothing really has changed. Um, Other than Memphis one forty, Clippers one fourteen last night. Did you see that? Wow. Score? No, I missed it. Forty. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not even got... that's not even the highest score of the season. I, no, it's I not. Think, uh, but still, Phoenix. I mean, they, Phoenix lost a game 156-148, I think. Um, yeah. But, regulation game, no overtime, just a – Just regular old – Yeah, wow. regular – crazy. Regular. I mean, um, no, no Paul George, but um, – Yeah, Milwaukee leads the East and Lakers lead the West. 135-132. Um, Clippers Knicks today, 135-132. So, yeah, there's wow. scoring going on, eh? Scoring. Uh, Bill, um, did you see the Capitals game today? I know you didn't see it, but did you see what happened in it? No. Capital scored two goals in the last 51 seconds. Wow. Forced it to overtime. And then win it, they won it in overtime. Who, so who are they playing? San Jose. Wow. San Jose is on the back end of like a seven-game road trip all east. Yeah. Um, and uh, Oshi scored with, a, you know, 52 seconds left. And, four, and with 14 seconds left, they, they scored, you know, on six, six men on the ice, you know, empty net. Uh, pretty sweet, I, though. When you, I'm, I'm more interested in what the Lightning are doing right now because they were – 38 points, ninth or 10th place, you know, in the East. Uh, six straight wins are now at 50 points, tied for wow. six, tied for six yeah. in the East. Columbus, yeah, so is, Columbus is 10th. Um, Columbus is 10th right now, just fighting, uh, you know, our, our goalie, who was the backup to Bob last year, but Bobrovsky, who's now with the Panthers, uh, got injured. Um, we just had a slew of injuries, like hockey usually does. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's just a matter of weather, the storm, and you know, we'll see, see what happens. But did you, did you see our coach, John Tortorella? Oh, yeah. <laughs> already been fined a lot this year. And they, they put another <laughs> – all right, the next fine is going to be 25000 So they gave him like a one-year interim penalty and said if anything happens the next year, you're getting $25,000 fine. Wow. Nice. Just trying yeah. to keep him quiet. So He can't stay quiet. No, <laughs> he can't. He can't. Todd, what happened in the, on the pitch this week? 
Uh, FA Cup action all week. So um, there's no Premier League games. They, they start again this, this weekend coming up. Um, Liverpool had a, a, a derby, as they call it, with Everton. And um, I think we talked more. The, these certain tournaments, they, uh, they empty the bench. They bring up, uh, um, you know, uh, players that aren't even on the a- active roster. Um, so the one nothing goal scorer was a kid born and raised in Liverpool, 18 years old. Um, <laughs> nice. Thr- thr- thrill of his life to not only win against your rival, but, uh, you know, in a tournament. So. That's way better than the Dr. Pepper challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the name on the field is Jim McGillity. So, so in the FA Cup, is, uh, can you tell me how the Yoveltown Glovers did, uh, Sean? Todd, can you look that up? I, I can really look it up. If they're still um, – this is the uh, third or fourth round. So oh, if they're, if they're still not. in it. Yeovil um, Town Glovers with a Y, right? Yeah, Y E O. All right, but bear with me. Let me do a little research. <laughs> so you know that is Sean. That's uh, that's Your where buddy. Matthew Matthew Shadbolt grew up there, and that oh, was his that okay. was his team back. I think they're not. Let's see, it's it's a uh, Premier Champions uh, one two. Maybe they're three. <laughs> like they're five levels down. Wow, but uh, pretty um, pretty cool. Really quick circle back to college basketball. Uh, we're in kind of league play now, yeah. uh, starting to see some really good games and, and some, some, you know, Wisconsin comes into Ohio state beats them. Ohio state goes on a two game losing streak uh, to West Virginia and Wisconsin. They play at Maryland uh, this week. So another tough game uh, for the Buckeyes. They're going to need to find a way to win because the home teams uh, have really been pretty stuck, pretty tough around the, the country. Um, the Gators, down 21 points in the first half to Alabama, comes back and wins that game in double overtime, 104 to 98. An absolutely mm. dreadful loss for Alabama. Mm. And a, almost a shocking, what hopefully, Todd, for us, becomes a momentum-building uh, game. Gators travel to Columbia on Tuesday night. Then they go out to Columbia, Missouri uh, on Saturday um, to make the Columbia road swing. Uh, the dreaded Columbia Road Swings, as they call it in the SEC, uh, <laughs> Columbia East and Columbia West. Um, so we'll see if they can somehow win those two games on the road, get back to the friendly confines. Maybe Mike White figures it out. Uh, he's got a lot of detractors, I know, in the Gator Nation. Um, but if he just keeps winning, it looks like our defensive coordinator might is the head lead candidate for the Mississippi State job, um, where they fired Joe Moorhead. Mm. So interesting if um, – if Grantham goes out there for that job, Todd, uh, does Charlie Strong come back to the Gator fold? Um, Interesting. I, I would accept him back in a heartbeat. The other mm-hmm. name mentioned, um, Kevin Steele at Auburn, and Marquan Manuel, who used to be oh, wow. a Gator uh, safety. Um, played for the Bengals. Played for, played for the Bengals. Also played for the played for the uh, uh, Falcons for a while, didn't he? He, he might have. Yeah. yeah they had three have. guys from the. Um, uh, from the Gator secondary there in Atlanta. Hey, college basketball, I got to give a shout out to the uh, Mountain West San Diego State Aztecs who who? <laughs> <laughs> who go to Utah, always a tough game for them, and win to go 15-0. and 0. So, Wow. Undefeated. Yeah, San Diego State. So wow. kiss and of death on, there. I'm just trying to get that. the quick update on the uh, – Oh, they got two holes to go and Thomas like, is up by one on Shoffley. So they're teeing off a, on 17. Mm-hmm. Thomas has a one stroke lead. Yep. Uh, Patrick under. Reed is in the house at 14. Yep. Um, 
Reed with a nice, nice round today, seven under. Yeah, and he had four birdies in a row. Shoffley, though, is coming off uh, three, three birdies in the last four holes to get back into it. So. And they got those, you know, 17, that long downhill par four, and then par 18, four, the and then 18 longer par, par five. Yeah. Uh, that usually both, both will hit in two. Wind uh, is whipping. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's fun, to, fun to watch that and um, see that course. So nice to see the PGA Tour back in play. They'll go to uh, the Big Island, or they'll go to uh, Oahu Oahu, yep. Wailea for the uh, Sony Open. Yep. Yep. And then we'll start making the um, the swing through uh, the West. The West, where six six I say this every time six weeks in a row I've played every course they play. That's awesome. Wow. It's a super fun. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. You, you know that usually that Tory Pines one is is one of the first ones, and then obviously Super Bowl Sunday out in your yeah Phoenix. Yep. Uh, yep. Phoenix. Yep. Uh, always fun to to watch the sixteenth hole. Pebble Beach the... played there. I played Riviera. So as they go through that stretch, that's a neat swing. Yeah. Yeah. Speak, speaking of Phoenix, did you know Mickelson is not playing in the Wake Management this year? I think he's going to be in Dubai. Wow. Uh, for some tournament, and um, uh, yeah, I, uh, he and he made some comment of you know I'm turning fifty this year. I I may have played my last um, Phoenix. So I don't know if I. And look that up for me. Check that out. Maybe I yeah, maybe I want to look at. We'll, we'll figure it out. Interesting. But so maybe he's uh, decided he's just gonna cash some multi-million dollar appearances and. Right. You know. The boy needs gambling money. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? I thought that was very interesting. Kind of sad because he's, you know, Arizona State boy. You kind of expect to see him there, but it's just you know the passing of time, I suppose. Right. Is, is it appropriate to tell a gambling joke on the uh, on the show? Can I give you a quick quick joke? Sure. So, not, so yeah. this is gentleman um, has, he's in Vegas and a gentleman comes up to him on the street and he goes, I really need help. My wife needs surgery. If there's anything you can do, you know, just really help out. And the, the guy looks at him and goes, dude, if I give you money, you're just going to use it to gamble. And the guy says, Oh, I got gambling money. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was, I thought that was good. You like that one? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I like got it. gambling money. That's good. I've got, I've, I got that budgeted out, you know, Come on. that's good. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's go around the horn and find out what we're doing to kick off our 2020. Start with you, Todd. Oh, man, I kind of previewed it earlier. Um, back to back, hitting the ground running um, super hard. I kind of got my toes wet last week, um, but looking forward to uh, a great 2020. We, we came off a really strong year. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, I guess the, the sports analogy is it's, it's hard to win a championship, but it's even harder to defend it, right? So I feel like uh, we have to defend a good year. And as sales guys, it's, it's always what have you done for me lately. So uh, look at, looking forward to, to uh, getting at it. So, and um, yeah, she can't wait to the uh, college football national championship game, but that's eight days away. So we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait for that one. What about you, Bill? Let's see. Um, I'm going to continue working both sides of the state. Uh, through this year for sure so that's we had a little three or four month trial at the end of last year and it worked out really well both both uh operations are happy which is great um it does it's just some some crazy drives every now and then um but that's good and and i'm like this uh this week on the podcast boy sean i'm really excited about this one i know i say that a lot but i've got mark davison who's the uh one of the founding members of thousandwatt.net and so um Mark and Brian Boero was the other guy, Sean, you know, that uh, used to work for Brad Inman. Sure. Both of them did. And, and so did Joel Burslam. Joel Burslam, yeah. And so did Jessica Sweezy. They all worked for Brad at one point. Wow. And uh, they're now got the, one of the best creative agencies in the business. And so uh, Mark is an interesting guy, right? 
was a musician for a long uh, in college and actually managed bands, you know, got not managed them, but helped them work through the process to get signed for 20 nice. years. Yeah. yeah. And then ends up going to, to Inman. Um, the music industry changed in the late nineties. He goes to Inman and uh, to help them with their branding and then started his own company. He's also like literally played with the grateful dead. A couple of nope. guys, huge deadhead, right? Yep. Bigger than anyone I know. Maybe. I think he owns, he owns one of uh, Jerry's guitars. I believe. He does. Yeah. He's, he's a, just a great guy. Now he's not going to give um, real hard tips and tr tricks to agents, but he talks about, you know, just what brand means. And I, you know, it's, I, I really like the episode. So that's Good. cool. And then the week after that, it's um, the 14th. It's Brad Inman. So, oh, yeah. So that score. episode's, that episode's all. Have you uh, done the interview yet? I've done the interview. It's all in the can, ready okay. to go. It's scheduled. And so that's going to release on the 14th, which will kind of coincide with the event. So you can, it'll help maybe, you know, promote. Yeah, good. In the Connect event. Yeah. And then do you know Ryan Roddenbeck out of Austin, Texas, Spyglass Realty? Uh, I know the name, but I... Interesting guy. Anthony knows him well. So he's, okay. uh, he'll be the, so I'm already scheduled out there and I've got three interviews this week for, uh, so I'm going to be, but I love this to, to batch them up. Yeah. So that, that means when I'm up at Inman, I'm not worried about the podcast. Everything. Right. You're just meeting, meeting, I'll be meeting done, a few new people. To, to... I'll be done through February. Yeah. I'll be getting hooked up with more people to talk to. So, good. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, for me, uh, like I said, I got to get two days worth of work done um, in the next two days because I fly out Wednesday to Jacksonville. I get in a little early, Bill, because um, I just the flights worked out that way. But I'm going to be uh, doing a little extra bonus presentations for Kim Knapp's Coal Banker Vanguard office. She's been uh, good to us, helping letting us be part of the rebar camp. So a little payback. Um, Todd, I'm getting down there Wednesday night, so going to be coordinating a little uh, DU reunion. Going to have Jim mm. Mullaney, uh Bill Lowley, uh, trying to get Aaron Witt. Joe Saviak, uh, wow. hopefully uh, Darren Ferguson, Mike Richardson, Greg Knapp, uh, trying to get some of the boys back together. Uh, Is Richardson back in Jacksonville? Wow. Uh, that's what Melania told me, yeah. So, uh, oh, wow, wow. And uh, throw, I'll throw it out to Jimmy D but, and Dave Gervis, but uh, they may or may not be able to make it down. So if so, we'll, uh, we'll throw some pictures your way or some, some conversations. Um, but Bill, really excited about Bar Camp. Uh, it should be a, like I said, the new venue um, is, is really exciting. And uh, I'll be hopefully picking your brain uh, on Thursday when we're at the, uh, the hotel uh, just to look over my, my new deck for my kickoff. I have the following week for our company. So cool. Yeah. I'd love to, new, love, love to do brand that. new, brand new deck called uh, leaving your mark, uh, leave your mark. So that's the theme. Is it an X? No, it's not. Okay. I'm just checking. Nope. <laughs> not, not like a pirate. Okay. So, all right, guys, a good week of sports behind us. Uh, we'll start probably tune in a little more to college basketball and the NBA and hockey uh, as we near the end of our football run. Uh, college ends next week, and then the pros in, in four weeks will be done. So on behalf of Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.